He's just driven the green. He has no. just driven the green. I guess, hello world, huh? Welcome everybody to the Smash Factor. We got the Cognizant Classic on the PGA Tour this week, formerly known as the Honda Classic. That is probably what I will say sometimes, but uh, one of my favorite weeks of the year. Obviously, a uh, good buddy OG John lives down there, been there several times. Uh, many times hadn't been recently but uh planned to hopefully next year I had some work stuff this week that i couldn't get out there but i want to get back there soon i love the tournament um one of my favorite turns to attend I, I think it's an awesome tournament uh some vibes kind of like waste in, in the sense of just the crowd it's not near as crazy or anything like that but the you know just the way they have the setup of the course um a, a little more loose but it's not it's not anything like waste it's just a lot a lot of fun. Uh, the Tito's Tower that they've created there, I assume is still there, is, is a ton of fun. They have some awesome Bloody Marys there in the morning. Um, you can get a lot closer to the to the guys, too, like right next to them on the tee boxes uh, and by the greens. It's pretty open. You know, you have the big, you know, suites and all that kind of stuff. But even around the course, it's a nice course to walk. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I can't wait to get back to it hopefully next year. Um, and the other deal is I love it. I typically have done extremely well in DFS. It's a tough week. Most times more than not, you get less than, you know, 5%, six of sixes because it seems anybody and everybody can miss a cut here. It's a, you know, it's a tough course, single digit, maybe low teens is going to win it. Um, depending on the weather and all that kind of stuff, but it's a challenge and in a little bit better field than I think we thought we would get. So that makes it exciting too. Last week was great. Um, had a lot of great picks. I was off Pendrith. I was off Sam Stevens. You know, the, the review I do Sunday nights and Mondays, I would have thought I would have had a monster week, but I just had one, two few misses, um, that, that I couldn't get it done. I actually had a four six cash and even in Sunday, um, on the five fifty five, but it, it wound up not obviously by the end of it, but you know, I think it had EVR, uh, Springer. Springer was Doc of the Week, so he kind of, Doc of the Week stays hot. Um, and Pendrith and, and Stevens was a good fade. Like I, Vincent Norman was in my big main lineup that he missed on the number. <clears throat> they kept the uh, five of six. Wasn't going to get a six of six. Had to, had another guy blow up late. Uh, I think he finished plus one. But a lot of right pieces just didn't get him in the right places, but a lot of green screens in the, in the slack. Uh, I posted some on Twitter at the, at Gup's corner. Uh, several guys have big weeks, good weeks. Uh, so we'll keep that rolling into this one. We're back on the East coast, Florida, obviously earlier lock for you Thursday morning guys, especially the West coast guys. You got to make sure you set their alarms. Most will probably set it before they go to bed, but you always want to check for withdrawals and stuff like that. Um, uh, if you want to join us now, gupscorner.com links in the description, uh, rolled out some more updates to our PJ Sweat uh, kind of tool dash bar that a lot of people loved last week. Uh, continue to make that. We rolled out a whole new package if you're just not listening. Earlier in the year, our whole new website designed for all the golf tools and all that. Uh, a lot of people have, have enjoyed it. If you want to come check it out, uh, links in the description. 
any package you sign up for includes a seven day risk free trial. Um, you can cancel anytime on that course, obviously PJ national, um, par 71 this year. So they turned the, I believe the 10th par four, which is the hardest par four on the course, um, into a par five. So it'll play a little longer, but you get three par fives, four par threes, all the par threes are tough. The bear trap, um, you know, and there's even other ones that are, that are extremely tough. Par fives are the easiest on the hole. And I think 10 should play as one of the easier holes just on this course, not in general. It's still a tough setup no matter what hole you're on, but uh, turning it from par four to par five, probably we may see a little bit like a one stroke difference on the cut, or maybe we get a little bit lower scoring overall. Um, but I don't think it'll make a huge difference. Bermuda greens, uh, I don't know if the Bermuda is dormant there still or not. Probably not. I, I wouldn't think so right now. Um, tons of trouble on the scores. Very high scores can be had. You can blow up on any hole. No one's safe. Um, and winds make it super tough um, So because there's a lot of water. That's the biggest deal. And the winds look decent. They're going to be blowing almost every day, uh, which is typical there. Later Thursday and then all day Friday looks much stronger and even Friday afternoon picking up even more small chance of some pop-up showers Friday right now. Not likely, but there are some really kind of, you know, you can make a difference here. So if you see a clear worst part of the draw, by the time we get to tomorrow night, this is early Tuesday morning. I'll release this slightly after lunch. I have some work stuff to get done. Um, so I'll be gone for a while, but, uh, still wanted to get it out cause I missed last week. Um, but I did do the Wednesday pod. I caught up on that, but, you know, if it just looks like it's going to be horrendous, say all of Friday afternoon, you almost would lean PM AM no matter what, because you don't want the guys that are going to be playing in that, you know, their 18 holes. And if the wind's that big of a dramatic shift, that's something literally I'll wait till late, late, late Wednesday night to kind of make my call there. As far as final, I'll put everything out normal to the community and stuff um, and kind of have a good idea. But as far as making final builds, kind of wait there. You know, you get up early Thursday morning, check for withdrawal, see if anything's changed. But right now, it looks pretty even as far as AM, PM, PM, AM. I would lean PM, AM if the Friday afternoon stays like it is. Uh, but we'll just have to see. The good thing is no rain in the forecast. It's going to be warm. Going to have some decent winds, you know, all four days. The worst looks Friday right now, but we'll see how that looks, you know, 36 hours from now. The cut can be all off here. It can be, I've seen, I think, plus four, plus five. If the winds pick up and stuff, this thing can get brutal. Um, I'm probably think a plus one, plus two on, on, on a normal week. Plus, we got the extra par five this week is what you're looking at. For sure, probably over par cut. Um, winner, you know, typically you're high, you know, you're six, seven, eight under, nine under. Uh, the last three years, we have seen 12, 10, and 14. Uh, last year, obviously, was one of the calmer years we've had in, in recent memory, which obviously led to the, the highest scoring we've seen here since 2010. So highest being lowest golf terms, you know, the best scoring, I guess would be better to say it. But I think we'll see like around, around a minus 9, 10 under, maybe 11 under type wins it. Um, playoffs are common here. See several playoffs, several one-stroke um, wins as well. Last few years, you got playoff, one stroke, one stroke, one stroke, playoff, one stroke, playoff, playoff. That's probably eight of the last 10 years. Uh, a few years ago, Matt Jones just put the lights out uh, and ran away with it by five strokes. Fowler back in 2017, which I believe was the first year I attended. Um, 
four-stroke victory there. Outside of that, your one-two-stroker playoff for the most part. Uh, some prior winners, Kirk last year, Straka, Sungjae, Keith Mitchell. Sungjae was a famous one. DFS Open, we were all down there. Kenny was with us. That was crazy. Uh, we had the suites up there and followed him, and it was awesome to watch. Uh, Killer Keith, JT, Fowler, Scott. Even Rory won this back in 2012. Uh, he shot 12 under, won by two strokes over Tiger. Um, some runner-ups, Anthony Kim, that's the name of, of talk this week. Uh, Tiger, Palmer, Berger, Woodland, List, Brooks, Fowler, um, you know, Eric Cole last year, Lowry. Kind of all over. I mean, you, you just got to have your all-around game here. You got to be good off the tee. Um, accuracy isn't as important, but link definitely is. Um, and then your all around game from there, you know, good approaches when you miss because of winds or whatever, um, you gotta be able to get up and down, save par, avoid the water, um, you know, missing the rough, not the water kind of thing. Uh, and a lot of that's hard to predict. And just for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just golf gods or what, it just seems like so much of the chalk winds up getting cut. Um, especially now we're at T65 and ties that it's not a bad week to, you know, I don't want to say avoid all the chalk because it's impossible to determine who's going to miss, who's not, whatever. But where you can make good pivots uh, that you feel good about, it's a good week to do that and take some chances. Because um, if you dodge a bunch of chalk bombs, then, you know, you could be sitting real good. Even a five or six, you know, it can be real good here. Uh, you know, we've seen six or sixes below 1% here before. So it, it can get real low. Um We'll see how this week turns out. Stats I'm looking at, good drives, stroke gain, iron play, bogey avoidance, opportunities inside 18 feet, accurate approaches, and par four DK scoring. Um, obviously, recent form, course history mixes in there. Course history, course fit matters, but you'll see guys here miss a cut and then win it. Um, top three miss a cut. I mean, it's just the nature of the course. More so, you're looking at guys that – are more comfortable and play well on the East coast, Florida, this Bermuda play in the wind at times, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if you want to go into our tools, you can go in there and select all the Florida courses, you know, and kind of look at, see maybe just tee to green who does well, things like that. Uh, that's some of the stuff I'll do in the deep dive. Um, and the recent form I think matters. I don't think you're going to, this is a course you come to and you want to find it. <laughs> um, say that a lot, but this is especially one that uh, if you're, if you're struggling coming in here, I don't think that's a, a good sign. So that is something I bump up a little bit. 34 of these guys have not played the course since 2018. So in the last six years, which, you know, means a lot have 104 have played it at least once since 2018 salary ranges. They uh, are going back to the 12 K all the way to five K range. It sounds like talking to, you know, my rep and stuff that that may be here to stay. Uh, I think this was some test trials before they got to pretty much Augusta um, to see thoughts, feedbacks and all that. But I think we're going to get it the next two weeks at the big, the API and uh, players, which will have Millie makers and stuff like that. So, you know, I've already started, you know, looking at some back testing. Um, it's a, it's a very small sample already, but just, you know, how does this change overall thinking? Where can you take advantage, um, you know, versus everybody else? Uh, that'll be fun. That's something new. It's something different. Um, you know, they're flirting with NBA, no late swap. Uh, they're going to run that out Friday. So the one thing, you know, we, we bitch and complain about DraftKings a lot, but um, to this extent, we can say at least they're trying, even if it doesn't work, they can get feedback and doing stuff a little bit different. Um, so there's five, 10K and up, 10, 9K and up. 10, 8K and up, 18, 7K and up, 38, 6K and up, 57, 5K and up. 
the interesting thing so far is that they really haven't pushed anybody up to like 13,000 or, or something like that. They've kind of, you know, you remember the tour championship um, where we had the staggered starts. You would see the first year they did it. I think it was like JT. He was like 15,000. Then you had these cheap guys at four or 5,000. They kind of dumbed that down a little bit. And I think, you know, last year the highest was in the 13s. But 12-2, we've seen that where we've had 12-2 and still had 6K guys, no one in the 5K. So not stretching out a lot there, but then it balances it out with, you know, instead of 40 in the 7K, you got 18. And now you're pushing some of that down to the, the 6K and then your big bulk is in the 5K now. Um, but instead of having 89 in the 6K, you have 38 and then 57 below. Um but the scoring hasn't changed. That's one thing I, you know, I'm harping on. I'll talk about more in DraftKings or anything. So it's not like something changed to where the 5K guys could matter, could not matter. It's more about everything stayed the same. DraftKings changed pricing. Now can a 5K X, you know, with the potential make sense where you can go down Whereas 6K may not have done it, but does that extra savings, and not to mention, they, some of the pricing is horrible this week as far as they mispriced, I believe, especially when you look at versus uh, odds. But that'll be some of the things to think about, especially as we get through the next several weeks of if they keep it, you know, API, the players, um, Valspar, and then obviously, you know, March to Augusta to see how all that looks. 9k and above for me a little bit different here just because the way they have this stuff broken out 9k stays the same 8k i'm just going to give you two instead of three um and then 7k i'll give you three then five 6k i have you know three or four in there uh, and i'll adjust that if they're going to continue doing this long term but 9k that's for the sweet 16 then i'll give you the fate of the week sleeper of the week gut fill plays of the week Betting top five, the pop and two long shots provided by underdog and prize picks. Uh, my preliminary one and done, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here with final thoughts coming tomorrow. Nine um, K and above. I'm going to start with Benny on 9,500 has uh, made the cut four to five years here with the fourth, a fifth and a 21st. Uh, the other one was a 36th, and he missed the cut coming in in good form. 31st, 66th waste. We knew the weather there and the crazy. Well, actually remember, yeah, the craziness. Then he uh, didn't, tend to like some of the uh, shenanigans going on in, in the next round. I think he shot like, or no, that day, I think he shot like five or six over uh, during that. Um, but either way, 16th at Genesis, he took last week off. Looks great. Um, solid on stats. Recent form, really good. Course fit, really good. Putting, he's kind of neutral. You know, fifth in opportunities inside 18 feet. Third in par four DK scoring. Um Bogey avoidance is, is one of the – he's in the bottom tier of the field, so that worries a little bit. But given his results here, I would say that that kind of supersedes it, that he, he probably knows how to play this course and has some game plan of it. Um, so I like going there. Ownership will be interesting. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that, but I'll get more into that with with the final th- – or the thoughts tonight, deep dive, stuff like that. Because um, it could go several different ways this week. You know, it's not like last week where Tony – had the great course history coming off a second and a first at that course. The gap in talent was a little bit different. Um, I mean, Rory's definitely above and beyond, but on paper per se, but he's not really coming in in great form. He hasn't played this thing since 2018. Now he won here uh, 12 years ago, 
um, which would tell me either the way the scheduling was or whatever. He just didn't, he would avoid this if he had to, but obviously he's back this year. I don't think we see like the 30 plus percent on Rory. It's kind of what I mean. I think we'll get more hybrid balance builds, multiple nine K guys, things like that. But uh, we'll see how, you know, the industry talks and thinks about that. And, and we deep dive into tonight, uh, Keith Mitchell, nine K. I think he's underpriced a little bit, played him last week. Uh, he was up and down in his rounds, uh, but he always fought back. He finished 19th. Um, obviously he got the win here in 2019. He's got a ninth and a 53rd with two missed cuts. So a little bit of up and down stats wise. He's fourth overall for me. Number one in good drive, sixth in bogey avoidance, which I like 16th in par four, um, and 21st in opportunities inside 18 feet game seems to be coming up on the upswing. Uh, I like it. I like the price, but I do think he'll be popular. So I have to keep an eye on, on that. Uh, Cam young, 10, seven, he played there two years ago, finished 16th. Um, you wouldn't think he's coming off an eighth and a 16th finish. It doesn't feel like he's been playing that good uh, just because he never seems to put it all together. I don't think he gets most ownership, so that's why I have it here. Um, if he wind up getting popular, I would have to think about it. I would rather get a sub 10% Cam Young and just take a chance. So he he kind of you know breaks that mold, and I do like that he finished – you know, 16th, the one time he's played it, if Rory does get popular or people just say, I'm going to drop way below and either go a bunch of nine K or, you know, Henley, or I don't think Tom Kim will get super popular. Um, and I don't, I really don't think Fitz will. So I think my, my gut instinct is that most will go Rory, maybe Henley if they want to drop down, but the nine K is going to get so much ownership. And I think a lot of people are going to want to get two or three of those, that a guy like Cam Young could, could be super low owned and I'll pay up on that talent and, and hope in a week like this where, you know, I do like, remember Southern Hills, you know, he was in that lineup that I was one in the million Sunday and I think I've been a seventh, but tough courses. So, you know, if he, if he can, you know, 800 or for him, maybe better than, you know, having to go out there. Now he can go out there and shoot 20 under. I mean, we see him competing that, but I do think a tough grind may favor to him as well. Um, my bubble boys, Eric Cole. I like him. I think a lot of people will, we'll get to Sung Jane a little bit, but ownership's really will do there. I'm going to probably, you're probably going to, well, I, I will probably want to cut out. I mean, let's just say Poston, Cole, Benny on Mitchell, Kirk. Um, those five are going to get a lot of ownership. So does it spread it all out or does everybody move off of the up top? So you still get all these guys pretty highly owned, but now you're getting a low owned Rory, a potentially low owned Cam Young, Tom Kim, you know, fits. I lean that way. Now we'll see how it works out. Cole's a guy I like the most there, but again, if, if he's going to get a lot of the ownership, I can pivot to one of the other ones just as easy. Um, but that's why he's a bubble boy is simply ownership right now. <clears throat> uh, ownership projection. AK range. Uh, Jaeger. I like him. Played him last week. Uh, strong finish. 8,800 bucks. Three straight made cuts here. Um, well, he had a gap in there, but missed the cut. Then a 78th, 48th, 14th. So I like that he's gotten better every single time he's got, he's come here. Coming off the third last week. Before that, he hadn't played since Pebble. Overall, you know, I think the floor is good with him. The ceiling can be a little questionable. We'll see how the ownership looks. but And I think in general, the AK range is going to get skipped quite a bit, um, the way that things lay out this week, because I think so many people are going to want 9K guys. 
you may have one or two guys that people pluck in the 8K, and then they're just going to drop down to the 7K because I think there's some guys that we would have thought would have been higher um, down in 7K that could – if you would have put, you know, EVR, Pendrith, Gim, Svensson, those kind of guys at the prices of, you know, Hossler, Jaeger, List, I, I don't think anybody would have blinked. So – you, you can see the AK being a, a, a area where you may be, get, be able to get leverage this week as people just jump over it. Uh, but I do like Jaeger. I like Hossler. I think he'll be low owned. He's made the cut all three times he's played here, a 38th, a 60th, and a 16th. Coming in in pretty good form, a 14th, a 41st, and a 24th. 16th in putting, 7th in stats overall. Um, his approach numbers are up. The best they've been in a long, long time, maybe ever. Um I like him a lot at 8,300, and I hope he's a low-owned guy that I can get to. I don't I don't see a lot of people going there. Uh, bubble boy for me in the AK range is uh, Matthew Pavon. Uh, we know he, you know, third at Pebble. He got the win. Um, hasn't played since Pebble, though, not over here. So he rates out well. I'll just kind of see, does he get any love? Um, I would think he might get some ownership just based off recent form. But he has never played this course either, so th- that's one that I have on the bubble. There's not many in the AK range, so that's why I only did two plus that. 7K range I do think will be popular, uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I like Svensson. Go back to him. Um, three made cuts here, a 59th, a 49th, and a 9th. 10th at Genesis, 47th at Pebble. He missed a cut at Waste. Uh, recent form, he's fifth in the field. Of course, fit, he's 15th. Bogey avoidance ninth, opportunities inside 18 feet, seventh, par four DK scoring, seventh, 14th in accurate approach. You know, saw it across the board. Um, I assume he'll be popular because of all that. He's going to pop in almost any kind of model people run, uh, but I do like him. Doug Gim, <clears throat> I like him. He was in my round four showdown lineup. He finished strong Sunday, uh, eighth, and then a 12th at waste management. Probably the only knock or negative would be he's played here three times. He's missed a cut all three times. He's one I have starred to go look at the deep dive. Was he missing by a lot? Was he in the water? Did he have a lot of penalties? Did he putt like, you know, he always doesn't putt well. He's putting better now than in long run, but those kind of things. But outside of that, stat wise, he looks good. Feels too cheap at seven K. Uh, but he's a guy like EVR. I'll go back to this week. He was in my core last week. Uh, went him over Pendrith, which was a good move. Uh, he just couldn't get anything going Sunday, really even late Saturday into Sunday feels a little Oh, I say a little, I mean, he dropped $2,000. Um, you know, so he's down to nine, I think 7,400. Yep. 7,400. Um, history here is not great. That's probably one knock a miscut, a 60th, a miscut. He is playing really good golf though. 20th at pebble eighth last week, you know, 13th and accurate approach stat wise. He's just kind of below or above average in everything. Um, 23rd and par four DK scoring, 34th and good driver, 23rd overall in all the stats that I'm that I'm looking at. So he's kind of a form guy that I don't mind taking chances on, especially at that price. Uh, we just paid 9,500 or whatever it was last week for him. So um, see how much ownership he gets, but I don't mind him. Pendrith, I think he's in a good bounce back spot. Um, burned a ton of people. I was not one of them, but two made cuts here. Nothing fancy, but 42nd and 25th. Again, what do we? I mean, last week he was high nines, 9,600, 9,700, something like that. Now he's 7,800. Stat wise, he still looks good. 10th in bogey avoidance, 27th in iron play, you know, 22nd in par four DK scoring. So I'm not holding too much on that. I think, you know, miscut, he gets out of there, gets his game right for this week. 
you know, I think he, he could, this game could fit here well. And he's made two cuts, so that's pretty, and, and we're not having to, you know, pay 9000 for him where we need him to finish top 10, 7800 We get a strong top 20, you know, that could be uh, solid. And I think this is a spot where most – I don't think people go back to him unless just the price attracts them because um, there's so many other options. So if you burn a lot of people plus there's more options, I think his ownership could be down lower than what it should be. So he's the one to keep an eye on. 5K, 6K range. Batia, 6900 Played here last year. It was his first time. He finished 49th. Um, I think this is the spot last year. Remember he had to like take his shirt off and hit out of the behind the green and that little water mud thing. Um, missed a cut at waste. He didn't play the last two weeks. 28th good drives, 8th in opportunities, um, 25th in accurate approach, 24th in par 4 DK scoring. He's mid-pack on putting. Um you know, just the price and the upside. I just like his talent. He made the cut last year. We want better than a 49th, but at that price, you know, he's certainly someone that I don't mind um, taking some stabs on this week. Bud Colley, you know, came back at waste. He started well, um, finished, I think, the weekend struggled a little bit. I remember, we had all that rain and craziness. Uh, but he played here twice in 2019 and 2020. Made the cut both times, a 12th and a 42nd. We know the talent, you know, we know the story and the comeback and all that is there. 5,500 bucks, you know, I, I don't mind. It's a limited sample size, but the stats look great. I, I don't mind going there. Plus, I do like that he's played here twice and made the cut both times with the top 12 finish uh, in one of them. Novak's probably one of the ones that uh, more shocking pricing. <laughs> uh, not only did he finish eighth last week, he was in my, my main lineup, but he finished eighth at waste also. Uh, so two good finishes there. He finished 29th here last year, and I missed the cut before that. And then six years ago, he finished 57th. But 5,900, I mean, just the way he's playing the game, um, 22nd in stats overall. Putting, he's in the bottom part, but, you know, he's putted decent here. That's one I'll deep dive on. But, again, 5,900, you know, we get a made cut, especially in a, you know, low 6-6 six six week. Most weeks, make cuts don't matter. It's just like, yeah, but they still got to do something, right, on the weekend. They still do here, but if you get in one of those weeks where it's 1% to 3%, 6 to 6, having six guys on the weekend can, can make a big difference. Um, you know, and, and the stats look good. 27th in good drives, 20th in iron play, 26th in opportunities, uh, 27th in approach. So I, I like everything about that, and the price seems a little cheap. I could see myself maybe moving off if he's going to get super high owned at that price. Um, but I don't mind it as it sits right now. Davis Thompson, he was one that I did miss. Um, I avoided the, you know, he was going to be a particularly high on last week. I didn't go there, but he did well. Good enough. 24th in Mexico, 15th in waste. We play him a lot. I love his talent. I talk about that several weeks, week in and week out. Um, stats, he's 13th, 29th in re- recent form, 27th in putting. Hasn't played this course. That'd probably be the only knock, but 6,800. Uh, on his talent. I like everything I'm looking at. I definitely want to go back there. Bubble Boy only because of potential ownership. Right now, fate of the week for me is going to be Sung Jay. I'm interested to see. I mean, he loves his course. He's played it well. We know that. He would be an easy play most any other time. But I opened up the pod with, you know, guys, this isn't a place you want to come and find your game. And he's just not been playing well. And the irons haven't been good. Um, If you're playing him, it's strictly on – you know, how well he plays in this area. 
you know, that, that, you know, there's nothing form wise that has you liking them this week. And there's just so many options in that nine K range that I would rather go elsewhere right now. Sleeper of the week for me, uh, Nikolai Slida, Lindham, um, Fifty five hundred, no, fifty seven hundred bucks. Sorry, most of the stuff's been over, you know, overseas. But he did play quite a bit in the fall over here, and, and had a pretty good fall. Um, you know, some top twenties, top thirties stats. It's limited, but you know, really solid. You know, he just caught my eye on everything I looked at. He's not going to be owned probably at all. He's going to be a two or three percenter. You know, so I it was you know, a little bit harder to find the sleepers this week just because of so so spread out. But I do like him a lot at 5700 bucks. My gut feel plays. Um, a guy, again, I haven't played a lot, but I seem to have played him a ton in the last month is Bazaden, who uh, 7600 bucks. We'll see if he gets ownership. He's done okay here, similar to Pendrith, 42nd, a 25th. Last three weeks, though, a 20th, a 28th, and a 24th. Um, Hoagie, he's that case of recent form versus course fit. He's never made the cut here. I think he's missed four straight but he's coming in with tremendous form. Um, I think he's got an eighth, a 17th and a sixth, you know, in the last three weeks, he took last week off before that, but he missed cut four straight times there and he hadn't played here in, this will be the first time in three years he's played here. So I can see where you want to miss that, but he is playing good. So I don't also don't mind it at that price. Straka, I could see him getting overlooked in that eight K range. Um, 8,600 bucks seems a little pricey for him. Um, obviously has good history here, you know, with the win, what, two years ago, I don't mind him. And then Berger 9,200. I'll be interested to see how that's perceived by most, um, showed some flashes on, you know, on the comeback, look good at times. He obviously has a great history here. 29th, 36th, a fourth and a fourth, you know, for, uh, the, for the last six years, the other two years he didn't play. You know, 28th at waste. Um, I saw enough that if I get a 5% burger at 9,200, I certainly don't mind taking a chance here at this place where he, you know, he lives in the area, plays the course or plays around there a lot. Um, and his history here as, as well. So he's a guy that that's a gut fill play for me as well. Top five, the pop and two long shots links in the description, underdog and prize picks dollar for dollar match up to a hundred bucks. Uh, underdog has tons of best ball drafts going for the majors for PGA, some football ones already up. Uh, and then of course price picks, I'll give out my round one tomorrow. And then I give out nightly my price picks with the showdown picks and, um, betting plays for round matchups for round two, three, and four. I like Mitchell 35 to 40 to one, depending on where you look. Hostler 50 to one Pendrith 65, David Thompson, 80, uh, Svensson 45 to 50, Two long shots, Collie, 251 uh, to one, and then Novak, 150 to one. Preliminary one and done for me, Mitchell, Benion, Hostler, David Thompson, and Eric Cole. Uh, like I said, I'll finalize that tomorrow. I'll have final thoughts out probably around lunch tomorrow. Um, fun week. I like the course. I like watching it. Um, I'm excited as, you know, East Coast gets you that next step feeling like we're, we're that much closer to uh, the Masters, which is always exciting. And then we plus we get um, you know some big contests already up there for API and the players. Uh, so looking forward to that. Let's have a good week this week. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I'll have this out uh, as close to lunch as possible, maybe a little later. Uh, and then we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.